Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We are in New York City, but today we discuss Chi-Town, Chicago. Yeah! As we've got cap market madness, a game that we started yesterday. That is basically what we do is we go around. we got 16 hosts around the country. We pick each market, and then they will, whoever we have on, will pick the top three stars currently playing in that market right now, and then we'll turn it into a competition among all the number ones. Uh, yesterday, we did New York and Phoenix. Today, it's Chicago, and to do that with us, we bring in David Kaplan, host of Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Cap, good morning. So, who do we got in Chicago? Well, I mean, you got so – first of all, when I talked to Evan – I didn't know are the criteria the like who I would draft Shocking. if I was a GM. <laughs> is it the hottest names? Because I could go a whole bunch of different ways, and you know Anthony Rizzo and Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu and Khalil Mack, and none of them made the cut Th- for me. This is libel or slander. I'm not sure which one, but I definitely sent him the criteria. So Ooh, libel wow. or slander or both. Oh, I like the way Evan got in there, Cap. He's not going to let you throw him under, under the bus. <laughs> So, all right, so yeah, we, you know, we didn't really know the criteria either. Like, we were trying to figure it out. In fact, we were arguing with Chris Canty about his list in New York because he had Jacob deGrom as number one, and we felt yeah. like the criteria should be if there's one table left at the best place, who's getting that table if mm. everybody shows up at the same time, right? Like, it's who gets that treatment because they are the biggest star, recognition, you know, sizzle, all that stuff. And he went with, well, he's the most talented current player. So how all right? So now that you didn't, you weren't given any uh, protocols That's to false. this, no criteria. So you went on your own. So what were yep. what were your what was your criteria before you reveal your list? So like exactly how you so eloquently put it, and it was if you know wherever we're going to eat, Chicago Cut, which mm-hmm. I think is the best restaurant in the world. Chicago Cut said we got one table left, guys. Who's getting it? Mm-hmm. I can tell you the guy on my list is getting it. No doubt in my mind. And the funny thing is the guy I have ranked number two probably should be ranked number three as I was driving and listening to you guys. All right, so tell us. Who are they? Okay, so number one is Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane is so big in this town. He won three Stanley Cups. I mean, he is just iconic here. So I would put him number one. I have Chris Bryant number two, mm. and then I have Justin Fields number three. Alrighty. And I'm telling you, if Justin Fields is starting early in the season or game one, like maybe he should be, he might move up to number one if he looks like he's the real deal. We have not had a quarterback since the 40s. I'm not kidding you. I walked in, honest to God, to a breakfast place I eat at all the time two weeks ago. I walk in, there's this older gentleman sitting there who's got to be 80, and he's like, hey, man, I listened to your show this morning. Thanks for mentioning my dad. Who's your dad? Sid Luckman's kid was in there. What? Yeah. (laughs) Sid Luckman's son was sitting in the breakfast place. That's how far back we go when we had a decent quarterback. Where's Zach Levine, Cap? Is he anywhere close? Is he four? No, I'd probably tell you 
Anthony Rizzo's getting that table before Zach Levine. Mm. Khalil Mack is probably getting that table before Zach Levine. Tim Anderson's probably getting that table before mm. Zach Levine. Then probably Zach Levine. Now, if you said to me, hey, you're drafting and putting your basketball team together, I want Zach Levine. Love him. But yeah. in terms of being a red-hot name, no. Yeah. No shot. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with your list, though. I think when you – you know, I don't know much about Patrick Kane, but I understand three Stanley Cups. I get it. Uh, but when you when you talk about Chris Bryant and you talk about Justin Fields, it makes all the sense of the world. You got a quarterback that's coming in to be the savior. He has a certain unique look to him. Uh, people can recognize him immediately. He's been all over the news over the last month. So people are excited about him. So I can see him getting the table. And then obviously – the Chicago Cubs, well, baseball, I, third base. That's what I wanted to Tim Anderson, yeah. too, with the White Sox. Yeah, yeah obviously, yeah. And, and But the White Sox just aren't the team. No. You yeah. know, it's, it's again, no. like DeGrom with the Mets and, and Aaron Judge with the Yankees. But I was curious to ask you, though, Cap, because, I mean, I'm well aware of Patrick Kane and everything that he's done, and I know Chicago's a great hockey town. But Chris Bryant, like, winning a World Series for the Cubs, knowing that it, you know, well over 100 years, and who knows it'll be another 100 before they win another one, like, I would think that would put you in such an icon status that even beyond um, what the Blackhawks have done. Because I know the Blackhawks went a long time without winning a cup before he and, and uh, Jonathan Tabe showed up. But still, I'm amazed that Bryant wouldn't be one. Um, I would tell you, and I could have put Anthony Rizzo there, yep. but Chris is off to this really awesome start. He's won an MVP. But in terms of bigger impact on our community, that's Anthony Rizzo cancer survivor he gives millions back to Lurie children's hospital and visits sick kids on off i mean massive but he's not off to the best start numbers wise this year chris is in his final year as is anthony in their contract chris was an mvp that's why i had to give it to chris but you know there are a lot of people that will tell you the face of the chicago cubs is Anthony Rizzo. Mm -hmm. So I could have gone either way there. All right, good stuff, Cap. Thanks so much. Thanks, Cap. Have a great day, and I will tell you, if Jay Will had still been here, Jay Will would be on my list. That guy was massive I'm with you, Cap. I I will tell you this about Patrick Kane, though. I've had a night out with Patrick Kane where, first off, he drank me underneath the table. I've never seen a man drink the way Patrick Kane. Yeah, there's there's stories there. But people took care of him the way people took care of Derek Jeter here in New York. Like, everybody was like, it was like the white glove. Like, Pat, you okay? What's going on, PK? You good? Like, everybody ushered him, helped him. It was incredible to see the city come around. Like, that was superstar power. I've never mm-hmm. seen before with Patrick Kane. It was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. <laughs> eight eight <laughs> Wasn't a great next morning, but. Well, it never is. 888-ESPN, but a good story. 888-729-3776. Back to the calls. We go on the topic of the day. Tim Tebow and maybe comebacks that, that shouldn't happen. Let's go to Kevin in Georgia. Kevin. Morning, gentlemen. How we doing? Good morning. Good. What's, What's up, Kev? Hey, I just want to first of all agree. I agree with Keyshawn that if if, if Tebow makes the roster, he is taking a, a spot away from one that's got more experience. But when he came first came into the league, he was very popular. When he was with Denver and the Jets, people came to the stadium no matter where they played. He sold tickets. He filled seats. And even if he makes the roster, that's I just see this as a PR stunt. To do just that, to, to sell tickets and fill seats. That's what I said, Kevin. That's, that's what I've been saying. Didn't they have this upper good deck? business? Isn't the upper deck in that stadium covered in tarp? Are they still doing that in Jacksonville? 
Weren't I'm they? Doing, sure. I know, obviously, during the pandemic they were, but yeah, I'm, I don't I, pre-pandemic, I'm not sure. I thought they they, 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 they they never sell out. You so. imagine yeah. what that's going to do to the Jacksonville fan base? How many see. people are going to come out to support him? I, we will I, see. Whatever, man. No, I know. <laughs> we we will see. Because he's so ticky. He's going to be on marketing collateral. Alvin and DC. Do you not understand? Okay. NFL stadiums outside of sorry right, ass going, teams okay. always sell out, man. Alvin, mean, regardless of Tim Tebow, there or not. Okay, Alvin. The number one. Hi, Alvin. Alvin. Yes, sir. Good morning. There he is. Good Simon. Theodore. <laughs> yeah, no. What's I just wanted to say, if you're mad at Tim Tebow, it's pure hate. No one is mm-hmm. saying anything to Udonis Haslam about taking a roster spot, and he is 87 years old and is on the end of the bench of the Miami Heat. Nobody says a thing. This, the sports business, whatever, is who you know. There are people who get get invited into Ricky mini camps because their dad is an assistant quality control uh, coach. Al- but they Alvin, have no business Alvin, I'm not going to let you. Some, I'm not going to let you keep going. You don't hang up, Alvin. Has has played for that uh, organization. Hold, hold on, but wait, hold so on. Not a good example. Can I get him? Yeah, can I get him? Please do. He plays for the organization and he plays basketball and he hasn't stopped for six years. He plays. He doesn't play. He plays he, basketball. For a long time. He plays basketball. He's built the organization forever, and he's never stopped and retired for six years. He's got rings there. It, it he does, sets it's the standard the same, there. Dog. He is well-respected. So he is widely respected by everyone in the league yes. because of what he did as a player and, and part of championships and setting and, a standard for a franchise that when new players come in, they know that guy sets the standard here. You show respect to him. You, he's a godfather in the league yes. based on what he did yes. previously. W- yes. And their value, his okay. value on the roster okay. is that, okay. is that role. Okay, tough analogy. Zero comparison. Tough, tough analogy again, for Allen. Tough analogy again, for Allen. Doesn't mean that Allen's wrong, though. And Alvin. then again, Jay. Alvin, sorry. Alvin said guys come into the league in many camps because father sons it. Yes, that is true. But they ain't stopped playing for six damn years. Why are you looking at me? Because you sitting up there acting like it's okay to take off six I years know. and you really get ready to help a team. Man, you, obviously, this brings an emotion out of both of you, especially you, Key. You feel some strong way about it. Because I don't like it. Is he, I understand you don't like it. Is he taking money from some kid's pocket who deserves it? Yes. But like I've stated multiple times, this happens every single day. In our country, every business does this because of somebody they know, whether they're warranted for the position or not. It happens. Marketing ploys, publicity stunts, people get their foot in the door. I don't like it. Doesn't mean that it's not the reality of the case. So my thing is, if we have the same heat for Tim Tebow, we need to keep it. Every time somebody gets a job they don't deserve, we need to come on the show and yell about it the same way we're yelling about Tim Tebow. I think every time somebody does get a job they don't deserve it and it's worth mentioning then we do talk about it but tim tebow is polarizing so we're going to talk about it for the next five months and you have to know that as jacksonville so are the jaguars throwing up a hail mary and praying to get back into the afc playoff picture yeah that's next kjz on your smart speakers everywhere by just saying play espn radio y'all killed alvin The Jaguars are about to make some breaking moves with the expected signing of Tim Tebow. Breaking moves brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jay, Will, you so mad about Tim Tebow uh, this morning. Gosh, <laughs> me. Yes, I'm over KJZ here. KJZ ESPN you're Radio. Irate, you're really irate this morning about Tim Tebow. Is it that big of a deal? No. I mean, thank that, you, Alan. As you said, thank he, you. He hasn't he hasn't even made the team what? yet, right? He doesn't, he doesn't have to make the team. I think it's just the fact that they're even thinking about it. <laughs> well, the he we're talking about, of course, is Tim Tebow. The story uh, on ESPN.com posted yesterday. Uh, Tim Tebow. Finally getting to play for his hometown team, just not as a quarterback. He's 33 years old. He's expected to sign a one-year contract later this week or next week to play tight end. Good for you, Tim. He has never played before. Good for you, Tim. Don't pay Jay no attention. Jay, you know, Jay trying to start the podcast. Go get it. Don't listen to Jay. No has been agreed upon, Don't but obviously it. Urban Meyer was his coach at Florida. They won a pair of national championships there and he is now in Jacksonville and that is that is what we're discussing today right now 888-888-729-3776 and this is a (laughs) you look so uncomfortable well because it is it is is a one of those stories that kind of takes on a life of its own because it is as you you use the word Jay polarizing oh yeah and he is that guy where people either love him or don't understand him I don't think people hate him but it's that don't understand him Kind of thing. Oh no, I think some people hate Tim Tebow. You think I hate? I don't know if it's hate. See, I don't think Key is talking with hate. No, no, no. he's talking with. Oh, I I didn't mention Key's name. He's talking like, what are you doing? Like now? Like go home? Yeah. If you if you told me, what is it? Six years? If you told me eight since he's actually. If you told me four years ago that he wanted to switch and play tight end and try it, I'd be like, okay, that's two. You could do six years. 
Six. But you're also – keep in mind, this is also a guy that hadn't played baseball since high school and decided, I'm going to try to be a professional okay. baseball that's player okay. at the age of 30. And the Mets were like, sure. But, but, that's but, okay if that's what he wanted to do. But let me, it's why, fine. Just like me, if you want to come play football, that's fine. If that's what you want to do. If that's what you want to do, fine. Just know that you are – first of all, he was never going to get into the majors, no matter how much – they was going to make a mockery of the organization by putting him in the majors. They weren't going to – baseball's way different. wasn't going to happen. Football, on the other hand, because of Urban Meyer, he could potentially take a roster spot away from somebody that could actually play the position. The position. Someone that could actually play so the position. why weren't we as angry when Tim Tebow took away somebody's spot in baseball? In the minors. That was brought was. up a couple of times. And it's, it's, Evan, you were, yes. you were that angry, Evan? Yes. Okay. I wasn't on the show, so you, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Different you didn't show. know the way I, I was acting. But that's also west. how the Mets, under previous ownership, operated. Uh huh. Yes. That's just what they they would do. So you weren't surprised it was the Mets that signed him. Now, Michael Duraco, who uh, is the Jaguars reporter for ESPN, he was on Sports Center. He's the one that wrote the story on ESPN.com right now. He discussed the odds that Tebow makes the roster. There are guys on this roster that have played the position for five or more years in this league. Now, Tebow took a handful of snaps as an H-back when he was with the New York Jets, but that was in 2012. So it's not like he's done it recently. He's never caught a pass, and more importantly, he's never really had to block anybody. He's never had to hit a defensive end and then release and get open. So he's going to spend all his time learning the nuances, the subtleties, and the basics of the position, and he's going to have to try and be out one of those five other guys, and he's going to maybe even have to be out two of those other guys to find a spot. So it's really unlikely at this point. You know, as they say, when you have six tight ends and one of them's Tim Tebow, you don't have a tight end. I don't even know, really, to be honest with you, I don't even know what to make of it. Just listening to him right there, you got five other guys that have played the position. Which means it's very unlikely. exactly what they're doing. So why even do it, though? Why even, both from a Jacksonville Jaguar side in Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow side. I, I, I feel bad. You know who I really feel bad for? The tight end coach. <laughs> The tight end coach. It's on him to find a place for him to get reps and get a look and Absolutely. see and all that stuff. Yeah. If he's just standing there holding the helmet because everybody else is getting a rep because they have to prepare these young men for the season, I, how is that going to go? I'm mm-hmm. not the football expert. Who are the tight ends for the Jacksonville Jaguars? I can name them for you. I that's exactly my point. Chris Manners, wait, wait, James O'Shaughnessy, Luke Farrell. Luke okay, Farrell. I, I'm asking Elif- you guys because my thing is – Ellison and Tyler Davis. That's almost exactly my point. Everybody has to be like, wait, who are the tight ends in Jacksonville? They and don't I, have household names. I understand right. that, Key. But, like, this, this is about – you always talk about snack, crackle, pop. What else are you bringing to the table? I'm not condoning it once again. I'm just saying I'm understanding of it. And if you want to have any indictment on anybody – Channel all that frustration, all that hate about Tim Tebow and People Magazine. Channel it towards Urban Meyer because he's the one making the decision. Take it off Tim Tebow's plate. If he wants to play and we know what that is, we know exactly what that is. I have no hate for Tim Tebow. I actually hope Tim Tebow is successful. I hope he kills it. Do your thing, Tim. Do your thing. But if you want to channel any of that decision about taking money out of the mouths of other players, put that in Urban Meyer. Mm -hmm. Channel that energy towards Urban Meyer. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. On that topic that Jay just brought up, let's go to Brian, who's in Charlotte. Brian. 
Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Good, Brian. How are you? Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. I think that you got to question Urban Meyer and his decision-making. And then why are you putting on Tim Tebow to have to make a decision for Urban Meyer and say, no, no, this ain't my job. I shouldn't take money and feed my family. You know, nobody's saying to, you know, Belichick's son, hey, you shouldn't be in the league coaching. There are other guys that should be coaching in the league ahead of you, but they got a job because of their daddy. You know, why are people mad at Tim Tebow? I mean, people hate him because back in the day, you know, he kneeled down and, and nobody liked that. But, you know, and well, I don't kneeling, know. I don't, touch I don't know why I'm nervous we'll right the now. Kneeling. That's, that's going to bring up a different we'll range of emotions. Six hours but of here, radio here's, we're yes. there. here's what I would say, Brian. When you mention people being mad, he's retired six years ago from the NFL, essentially. When you talk about Bill Belichick's kids, they coach, okay? And they know how to coach. They're not trying to play football after being coaches. This is what they do. They coached. They never stopped coaching and then came back 20 years later. No, no, not at all. And, yes, Urban Meyer is at fault for this because he decided that he wants to explore the opportunity for Tim Tebow to get a look at tight end. And, yes, if he makes if he makes the team, he will be taking food off of some young guy's table that can actually play the position and probably do it well that won't get a fair look. Yes, I have an issue with that. Sorry. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Larry is in Gainesville, so must be a big Florida fan. Larry? Well, yes, you're, you're right about that. I am a big Florida fan. My God, are things that slow in the sporting world that the whole t- drive into work this morning, I'm listening to Tim Tebow again. I can't believe it. Listen, the guy was a good athlete in college. He's already proved he don't belong in the NFL. He's already been there. And when you talk about who's daddy and this daddy, well, you said it, you hit the nail on the head. Urban Meyer is pretty much Tim Tebow's daddy. Now, I don't care, Demet. I ain't a GM, but I'm telling you right now, I'd take a fifth string tight end out of college before I'd ever give a guy that's never played the position a chance. The emotions down here in Gator Nation are so mixed. You got your diehards, and when I say diehards, I'm talking about quacked out nut jobs. So just think Tim Tebow is the second coming of the Lord, okay? And then the rest of them that are realists just know that it isn't going to work, and some most of them are Jaguar fans, and they don't want this. But with that being said, I will, I'll give you one fact this morning. One good thing coming out of Gainesville here shortly this year, Emory Jones, gentlemen, with Dan Mullins, our quarterback this year for the Gators. Emory Jones, remember all the great quarterbacks that Dan Mullins has put out. Watch that, young man, this year. We are going to have a fantastic season. I'd rather be talking about him than I would Tim Tebow right now. Love the show, guys. All right, thanks. Larry, thank you, man. You, Love that energy, too. But he see, he gave you that sort of temperature Second from of Gainesville right now. You love this stuff. Right? Can, people, are you just, kidding me? This is the most. But even he's thing like, like they've had their week. already. It's almost like you know, there's it's oversaturation even for them. Some of them, you think like that's what we're thinking. Oh, this is a PR stunt. People are going to love this. And he said, yeah, you'll have your what did he call them? Whacked out nut jobs that that will will love this stuff. But there's a lot of people that they're 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 tired of it. Yeah, like, it's enough. Just, I can't. I just. I play. I mean, I. 
I played in the league, man, and I've watched guys that didn't deserve to be on a roster. And there were guys who were cut that was just so far above them as players. Mm-hmm. And guys got jobs because they said the right thing and you like, this dude can't play. And the other guy never got a fair opportunity and chance and wind up being out of the league, and it sucks. It sucks watching that. I literally watch College Game Day every weekend with Reese. Obviously, I work with Reese for College Game Day for basketball, watching football. Huge show. Every time Tim Tebow comes on and even gives you his opinion, if you look through social media, either people are killing his opinion and killing him – or people, it, it's extreme on both sides. Or people are literally praising him yeah. and saying, "I love you. You're, a, a, you know, mm-hmm. God fearing man, and right. this is what we want from you." So it's such that. So if that's happening on just an opinion about a college football team on social media, like imagine what this is going to be. Well, remember we, last year when he made the comments about the players getting paid in college? He mm-hmm. said, "I would never want to get yeah. paid because." I think it takes away from you know what goes into being a college athlete and the charm of playing for oh your school God. and just yeah. and it, and it went everywhere like he it took heavy criticism yeah for that. yeah no that that's what polarizing is and for for a sleepy franchise like the Jaguars have been you know this kind of how many times I mean, how many times have we mentioned the Jaguars name I mean well and also Trevor Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick and he was one of the most celebrated quarterbacks to come out of college in the you know in see, a I long time it. and yet. He's like an afterthought. If he Even does, on draft night, he was an afterthought. How beautiful was that? How beautiful was that? If you're Trevor Lawrence, like, all right, look, let me take a little bit. Go ahead, Tim. Go ahead, take all this pressure, yeah, all this attention. Over here in the just let me work. Pressure. Just let me work. How is he taking pressure? I don't understand. Where is he taking pressure I, I'm, I'm from? I'm not saying pressure. It's it's there, there will always be pressure on where? Trevor Lawrence because he has to perform. Attention all, from where, though? All I'm saying, no, but the expectations that come along with – being the savior of a franchise. And I'm not saying it's realistic, but that's what people do. No, hey, Alan, you're the first pick to save us. But Allen said that he's going to take some of that attention away. Okay, so you're going to have a conversation about Tim, Tim Tebow today and tomorrow, and then come training camp, you're going to have a conversation about him running out on the field with his uniform on. But the quarterback of the team was drafted number one overall, and he's actually one that's going to be playing on yeah. the field. Yeah, well, and eventually so we're going to start so are you him. really are you really thinking that – that Tim Tebow standing on the sideline with a jersey on and a helmet is going to no, bring I, in another 60,000 people into their empty stadium? 60,000? No, no. But it's, it's just like Larry told us, though. There are so many people in that area. It's a face figure. That absolutely I mean, adore I guess, him. man. I, I, and it's, it's, it's created – look, we – again, like I said, draft night, they had the number one pick, and they drafted a quarterback that has been one of the most celebrated quarterbacks in college football in a very long time, and he was an afterthought on draft night. So here we are talking about Jacksonville, and it's still not about Trevor Lawrence. I just find that amazing. And it's because, again, it's who it is and also what he's doing. But there's more happening in the NFL, of course, a story that we've shoved aside today that has been a hot topic, which is Aaron Rodgers. So what's behind Aaron Rodgers' frustration with the Packers? We'll find out next with the Super Bowl champion. That, of course, will come after SportsCenter. So we begin with Sports Center right now. Wizards Russell Westbrook. Another story that has kind of been shoved aside today. He posted his 182nd career triple double. That broke Oscar Robertson's league record. The Wizards did lose 125 124 at the very end. Russ missed a potential game winning three right before the buzzer. That would have given it a real storybook ending, but he still finished with 28 points, 13 rebounds, 21 assists. 
Now, Oscar Robertson had held the record since November of 1961 when his 33rd career triple-double surpassed Bob Cousy for most all-time at that point in NBA history. Here's Westbrook on his historic night. To be able to just be mentioned with guys like Oscar and Magic and Jason Kidd and those guys um, is just uh, something that I never would have dreamed about as a, as a young kid growing up in L.A. And uh, I'm truly grateful for moments like this and something that I should, uh, you know, no, normally I, I don't, I don't like, like to pat myself on the back, but tonight I will. I get no Bradley Beal for the Wizards. They are still in the 10th spot in the East. The Lakers, they're in the 7th spot in the West, but LeBron James is likely to return tonight. In their game against the Knicks at Staples Center, Lakers coach Frank Vogel said James was a full participant in practice on Monday and his injured right ankle has been pain-free after several days off. That's according to sources that told that to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski on Monday. Now, LeBron has missed six games. He missed six games due to a high right ankle sprain. Then he had a two-game return, then missed the next four games in an attempt to rest the ankle. The Lakers, they're 28-15 when LeBron plays, compared to 10-15 when he does not. To baseball, Mets ace Jacob deGrom headed to the IL with tightness on his right side. The team said an MRI on Sunday night was clean of any issues, but the move will keep him from taking the mound until May 20th at the earliest. The two-time National League Cy Young Award winner is 3-2 with an ML-best .68 ERA this season, fourth best by a National League pitcher through six starts in the expansion era. DeGrom, the first pitcher with 60 strikeouts and a sub-1 ERA through six starts since Randy Johnson in 2000. Sports Center presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Oh, that's right. Aaron Rodgers' story. Let's mess up some commas, Aaron Rodgers. Mm, hey. As we have pushed this aside, this has been a really hot topic, obviously, in the NFL and continues to be. And as you try to get as much information about it, what is really going on behind the scenes, you hear from different people, some teammates, uh, those around the league that might be hearing and sources and whatnot. But let's go to somebody close enough to him, A.J. Hawk, former Packers linebacker, Super Bowl champion as well, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, A.J., so um, we've been talking about Tim Tebow most of the morning. Curious if maybe you're going to come back in the NFL at some point, maybe as a fullback or something else. Uh, it's safe to say I will not be coming back, but I, I'm glad to come on here and we can talk Aaron a little bit and keep you guys from uh, <laughs> trying to kill each other, arguing about Tebow. I know you guys are on different sides of, of this situation, but I think it'll be interesting to watch how, uh, how Timmy does down there. What, what side are you on, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I – so – with going to play tight end, what is he, 33 years old, 34? Mm-hmm. I don't know, 33. whatever he is. Tim, obviously, is, a, is an unbelievable athlete. He's in great shape and everything. I just I want to see how he looks at tight end. Obviously, Urban is as competitive as they come, so he's not going to bring on a, a charity case and guy that's his friend and his buddy and has this history with just for no reason. I feel like Urban must feel like he can contribute and help the team. And if you look at the tight ends on the roster, I mean, Jacksonville doesn't have a, a ton of depth. They're like a marquee tight end, so – who knows? Maybe Tim can go down there and have some success. Mm. All right. You were at the Kentucky Derby. How much did you drop on uh, Medina Spirit? <laughs> I wish. Uh, so I actually had to leave town. I was there Friday for the Oaks races, all those, and then I had to take off. My kids had uh, had some stuff on Saturday we had to get back to. But I uh, luckily, yeah, seen with it. Has anything happened over the last hour or two with Bob Baffert? Is, is he able to run in uh, Preakness? 
Yeah, he's yeah, he's actually in Baltimore. The horse is. The trainer is not. He's not going to go. But the horse is there. Got to love racing. Just all these details keep coming out. It's like just keep putting him in races. There mm-hmm. you go. Just keep going. I think it's a different horse though, right? That's in Medina Spirit. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a different horse in Preakness. I mean, in the or is it Medina Spirit? Medina Spirit. No, okay. Medina Spirit. All right. Preakness. For yeah, some reason, I thought it was crown. a different horse. Let, let, let's talk about the horse, the the main one in Green Bay, AJ. Like, what? What? Can it be patched? Can it be? Can it? Can it be fixed in Green Bay? I mean, I, I sure hope so. I mean, I, I feel like you would hope anything, you know, especially when it comes to sports and, and professional sports with the history they have and what Aaron's done there and the relationship with Green Bay and how much he loves being there. I feel like it should be able to be fixed. Now, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take from the team side. I don't know what Aaron's going to have to compromise on. I'm not exactly sure, but I really hope that those conversations are, have been ongoing throughout this whole process because it was kind of bizarre how it all is put out there the day of the draft. And now Schefter has even said, like, yeah, it wasn't from Aaron. It wasn't from the team. It was an accumulation of things. So just a real unique uh, situation that I don't know how it gets resolved, but I'm definitely hopeful that, that Aaron is back there. Well, AJ, you've been, you've been involved in, in these types of situations with front office coaching, you know, in a locker room, in, in, a, in an organization. So you know how things work in Green Bay. It seems like the biggest obstacle has been a lack of communication, which, you know, and Key has talked about this, is like once, you know, once you do something where I feel like, you know, you're not on my side, I, like I'm done with you. Like is it reached, like is that the obstacle? Is it just simply there was a miscommunication or maybe a lack of that and that's gone now and there's no way to repair it? Like how do you, you know, I know you, you aren't sure how to fix it, but there's got to be an obstacle. There always is that you try to bring everybody together and fix it if no one wants – like they said they don't want him to go, right? And you're saying you, you'd like to see him stay. So if that's the case, there has to be a way to, you know, mend the fence here. Or does someone have to go, meaning someone in the front office, to get rid of the obstacle? I don't think so. I, I definitely don't think – I don't get the impression from Aaron that he's, he wants the GM fired by any means. I don't think he's calling for that. Um, but, yeah, like any relationship, I feel like communication is gigantic. I mean, I'm married with four kids. I understand. Like, you need to communicate. And it usually comes from my side. Like, hey, I need to, you need to let people know how you feel. And I feel like over the years, it seems like with what Aaron's got going on, I don't think it was ever one big thing or one thing that put him over the edge to make him upset. I think it's just been building and building over time. There's little things over and over again, I guess, whatever that may be, whether he feels like he wasn't a part of the process. And Aaron's not trying to – to make draft picks for the team or tell them what they need to do. I think he just wants to be involved a little bit. And he's wanted to be involved over, over the years of, Hey, why are, why are we doing this? What's the reason behind it? What are you thinking here? And I don't even know if Aaron wants to give a ton of input. I I would assume he just wants to be in in the loop and know what's going on and and know where the direction is that the team is heading. So I, I guess when you look at it that way, it seems like there's not one thing that they could do to like repair the relationship and make everything all right, but you can just slowly start to build that trust up, I guess, if you're communicating throughout all this and trying to build a plan on, on what it may look like if Aaron comes back. If Aaron decides not to come back or trade or whatever the case may be, is Jordan Love the guy? We don't know. That's I mean, you ask anybody and everyone says, well, we're not really sure. I mean, he – he didn't get even to dress as the backup this year, and we didn't have a preseason. So I think everyone's kind of – I think they're hopefully optimistic about Jordan Love. They know what he did at college. They know this work ethic and what he's done on the practice field. But until you see him even playing in a preseason game, I don't think people have any idea what they have in him. He's got the physical tools and seems to mentally have it and, and want to work and be there. But that's like 
how do you if you're Green Bay and you move on from Aaron Rodgers after he wins the MVP? How many games do you win next year? Like I don't know who, whoever the quarterback is. If Aaron's not the quarterback, I just don't know what that team looks like. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a lot of people, especially if you're in that division, you hope to see what that looks like, but no Packers fan wants to. AJ, great perspective. Thanks so much for your time. All right, thanks, guys. All thanks, right, AJ. Right, AJ Hawk. Again, he would know. I mean, very close to, to Rodgers, and I thought what he said there was really interesting uh, that from what he knows, he doesn't want anybody fired. He doesn't want, you know, uh, you know, Gutekunst or whoever it is out. He just wants to be in the loop. He doesn't want to make decisions on the draft. He just wants to know what's going on. If it's that easy, just give him a yeah. chair in the damn room. Well, or just keep him in the group chat. Or <laughs> just anything. tell us that that's not what you want so we can stop talking about exactly. it. Exactly. That's the other part, too. Just tell us. Yeah. Hey, I don't want anybody fired. I just want to get a chair in the room and look at Well, it sounds like that's what AJ just told me. And this is what happens. Yeah, but this won't is where you I think tell you start me. getting I don't Aaron Rodgers. This tell is me. what happens. You start getting Aaron Rodgers fatigue. Like, we're going to have Tim Tebow fatigue. Like, you want Aaron Rodgers to eventually come out and say, what will it take, and let's make a decision. Like, will it yeah. take this, and if it will take that, right. then let's go. Speaking of fatigue. Oh, look what you just did. <laughs> Tim there. Tebow potentially signing with the Jaguars. Is that the same as DK Metcalf running in a track oh, meet? Gosh. Oh, jeez. Ducks and runs for cover. We'll ask Key next after he has this from Indeed. Need to hire people fast? Indeed can help you beat the clock with a powerful hiring tools like Instant Match. Just sponsor a job at Indeed, and it will send you a list of resumes from Indeed's database on the spot. They also have 135 skills tests for things that computer proficiency or customer service talent can provide so you can find the right candidates faster. Did you know 10 hires are made every minute on Indeed? Just go, just goes to show you when you have Indeed, it works for you. Indeed works. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Who would have thought that we'd be discussing Tim Tebow in the NFL over 3,000 days since he last played in an NFL game? There are guys on this roster that have played the position for five or more years in this league. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is for everybody. 
Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive shocked. Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The calls, the takes, the reactions, like sometimes this stuff is just, it's entertaining. You get mad, but it's it's, it's kind of entertaining. I don't get mad. What makes you, you okay? Because you look like this is annoying you. So now you're profiling me. I said you look like it's annoying you. That's not profiling. Yeah, that that's expression. Profiling. No, you're wearing an expression of frustration. Somebody, they look like something. No, that's not profiling. Yes, that please, is. Please no. look. Please look up the word. It's not profiling. Yes, it is. It's and not. I, and I feel you profiling. You wear, my madness. You're wearing an expression no, of frustration. I'm, so I'm, I'm looking at your eyes. So you're telling me I'm ugly. No, no. You're telling me. No, I, I said you were ugly. You had the gas face. You don't have a gas face. No. You're not ugly. You look frustrated, but it's kind of like in an I'm, I'm amused not, way. I'm not frustrated. I'm just. Well, let's let's add to the. Fr- if you're not frustrated now, I will be. Let's see if I can get you there. Eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Because Bobby in Los Angeles might have might have the understanding of why Jacksonville would want Tim Tebow. Bobby, hold on before you say anything, Bobby. What part of LA are you from? Oh no, you're from uh, Northern LA. Northern LA. So you from the valley? You from? Well, well, yeah, tell exactly. me specifics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a specific area. <laughs> oh, I want your address. No, uh, just area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the valley. Okay. Okay, he's in uh, the valley. That's not really okay. But go All ahead, right. Bobby. So what do you got for us? <laughs> no, I wanted to compare this whole Tim Tebow thing mm-hmm. to the Saints. Saints. And how they have Hill and Breeze and like a creativity of the play calling. So. Tim okay. Tebow, Taysom so you think, Hill. You think Sean Payton can, or, or Urban Meyer can use <laughs> Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow potentially like Taysom Hill and Drew Brees was used? The, the, just the creativity is there, though, right? Like you can you can go options. wild with it, kind of thing. You got all kinds of options. I I understand where you're going with this. At I don't know that Tim Tebow is even close to the athlete that Taysom Hill is. Don't look at what he did in college and he played baseball. There are certain attributes that you have to have that Taysom Hill has that I don't see in Tim Tebow and has never seen in Tim Tebow, including throwing the football, fast twitch, mm-hmm. explosiveness. I've never seen any of that. But maybe I'm blind. You and I can't see. You don't think it's good that you look like you're swatting a bug when you throw the football? That's not good? Is that a problem? You, yeah, but when you start trying to compare, oh, he can do this because he's that type of player. Well, that's what they were doing. Again, that's, oh. what the, that's what the Jets were trying to use. Again, Wildcat stuff. What did you just say? They were trying to do that. Trying? Try. Trying. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Right. Right. Don't get. He was just, look, we're all trying to make sense of it. A lot I of times when things happen. To make sense of it. Yeah, when things happen and we're like, why? All right, let's try to make sense of it. That that it. is the one one way you possibly could do that. Let's take Leroy and Charlotte. Leroy, good morning, gentlemen. Thank me. Thank you for um, taking my call. I'm really enjoying the show. But talking about Tim Tebow to me, being a diehard Washington fan, is like me giving praises to the Dallas Cowboys. So, Keyshawn, I got a question for you. I'll forget up? Tim Tebow. Uh-huh. Um, when you were playing, who were you watching out more for, Sean Taylor or Brian Dawkins going across the middle? I know you didn't fear anybody. But who are you looking for going across the middle? Well, I, I want to start off by saying I wasn't worried about anybody. But if you're asking me which player was better or, or more intimidating or something like that, I think to certain receivers, there may have been 
the size of Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor was huge, man. I'm a big dude. He was bigger than me. And wow. when I first ran up on him, I was like, I said somewhere, like, oh, you know, like, yeah. damn. You know, it was one of them, like, this dude is huge. Like, he was huge, like, huge. And when you put on pads, yeah, yeah, you look a even guy's bigger. way bigger. Yeah. B. Doc was fun. Um, you know, he would he would talk a little trash. He was, uh, you know, I guess to some receivers maybe intimidating. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. But they both were hell of a player. Sean Taylor was he could have been. I mean, the dude was big and fast. And he had a yeah. lot of stuff. Rangy. Mm-hmm. He had a he can get off that hash and get over there and make plays. Yeah, the way the way former players anybody that played good, against though. him or good. with him talk about Sean Taylor, you could tell Except like there the was something very special. The one time. Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. we're playing against the, the Washington football team at the time was the Redskins. And, you know, me, I like to aggravate guys when I'm playing against them. Not you. And um, he was so locked on to me from, and frustrated with me that he forgot his assignment. And the guy goes right up the rail on the right side. Um, I'm trying to think. Patrick Creighton. Mm-hmm. We go, we're in a two-by-two. Two. I'm inside in the slot. He's supposed to get off the hash to cover the other dude. He was so locked on to me. Patrick Caton ran right down the sideline, touchdown, win the game. Right past and him. I just, oh, Let my him have God. it. You should have, oh, man. Talk about chewing an ear can off get, after that. Can we that. get mic'd up on that one? Woo! We got to get video on that. He hey, was real so quick, mad at me. Real quick, Nick in Connecticut. Nick, real quick. Hey, appreciate you taking my call, guys. Uh, I just wanted to ask Key, uh, you know, I completely agree with you. I, I don't think Tebow should have a chance at all, and I was just as mad when he got and was taking an MLB roster spot. But I'm just curious, Keith, is DK Metcalf running in the uh, Olympic uh, track trials this past week, is that taking a spot away from, you know, one of the track young track stars that have been training their whole life to have a chance there? Not that I don't think DK Metcalf should 100% have a chance to do that if he wants, but we, like Jay said, we just see this all the time, no. not only in sports but in business. And I think no, he's really fast. Yeah. And he can really run. And he took and he qualified. So he's not taking a spot. He's qualified to run. Number was very impressive. All right, which rookie quarterbacks start week one? We'll discuss next. KJZ, ESPN Radio.